This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Welcome to the Candid Life podcast, where we turn our broken hallelujahs into melody lines of impact. And I'm your host, Lydia Gargo. Tis the season, folks. Christmas is around the corner. And so this is going to be our Christmas special. And I will be having a couple of guests coming on the show to share about what Christmas means to them. I am excited today to introduce a very good friend of mine, Karen Kraus. Karen and I met at Woodside Bible Church here in Troy. Karen was on the violin and I was singing. And there was just that instant connection. And over the years, we have definitely had a wonderful relationship. So welcome, Karen. Thank you. (laughs) And how are you? I'm doing so well. And I'm so privileged that you invited me to share on this podcast. My name is Karen Kraus and I live in Michigan. I grew up here most of my life and met my husband and we have two daughters and a granddaughter and I also work. I have had a career at uh, what is now called Stellantis, which formerly Chrysler, but uh, I've enjoyed many years of exciting contributions at that company. But the joy of my life is spending time at church and playing my violin. I play in a number of different uh, venues. I play with uh, what we call our fun band as well, uh, where we play in different restaurants and events. But uh, closest to my heart, of course, is the time that I spend uh, in worship time, uh, playing my violin for the services and for our Celebrate Recovery ministry. And it's meant so much to me that I've been able to use that. A funny story, though, about playing the violin <laughs> is that I originally did not choose to play the violin. I was signing up for flute in the fifth grade and the band was starting up and I said to my mom that, you know, this is the instrument I chose to play and everything was all set. I went down to the gym to sign up to play flute and there were a hundred other little girls (laughs) signing up to play flute. So the instructor asked, does anyone else have any other uh, experience with with any other instruments? So I had told her that my best friend had been in the orchestra the year before and that she had taught me a couple notes on the violin. So she took my hand and put me in the violins. That actually was, um, I believe, ordained moment in my life because Uh, The violin has become a tool for me to bring joy, to honor God, to be um, just a fun instrument in all kinds of situations, you know, and played weddings and played for just fun events, you know, that this has been, uh, as I look back, uh, a moment that God touched my life. You know, I appreciate that. You went along with a teacher. I think that's incredible. But you were saying something in your introduction there, and you said you play for Celebrate Recovery. Yes. That just jumped out at me. What exactly is Celebrate Recovery? Our church has a 12-step program that is uh, similar to, you know, the 
seculars, 12-step programs, but we also introduce the faith aspect. And so the 12 steps have 12 biblical associations as well. And so we do music for half an hour before the program starts. And we generally have a speaker and then we have small groups. So that ministry is on Friday nights at Woodside Bible. Um, there are other churches that also hold the Celebrate Recovery uh, ministry. Uh, began out in California. And uh, it's been a marvelous time. And the music we play there, of course, is geared towards encouragement. It's geared towards folks that are struggling, that need to know that God loves them, to need to know that there's hope, that there are others around them, surrounding them that have similar situations and that um, they're not forgotten. Okay, so this Celebrate Recovery is dealing with anybody who has some kind of addiction or struggle. Correct, and we call it Hurts, Habits, and Hangups. Hurts, Habits, and Hangups. Right. I like that. That counts all of us. That counts all of us, really, because we've all experienced some kind of hurt in our lives that can actually stop us from moving forward, right? And then the habits, mm-hmm. again, it could be any kind of habit from overeating yep. to drug addiction Correct. to whatever it is, right? The hang-ups, what exactly are they addressing when they talk about hang-ups? Well, there are situations perhaps when people have in their childhood that they're still holding on to, um, perhaps in their family life as, as a child, and, and they're still hung up on that, and they need to let go. They need to get past that point. So something that you're hung up on is is holding you back from your potential, from you know what, what God can do in your life and what you can achieve um, as a whole and healthy person. That's really good. I, I really appreciate that. And now that you mentioned it, I remember I did come to one of the Celebrate Recovery um, Nights. Mm-hmm. And It was very inspiring, very encouraging. I think one of the most important things that we can do, especially if we want to show love to others, is to help them to know, first of all, be, you know, they they need to be in a supportive environment for starters, but they also need to have an element of accountability, right? If you don't have accountability in your life, then, you know, how do you monitor your progress? Or if you are having a challenging time, Mm some point in time you need to be able to call somebody and just say hey you know I'm, I'm struggling here right. can without you, judgment without judgment mm-hmm. can you just come alongside me and help me in right. this time of need and I think that is something that is needed even mm-hmm. more so now you know in our world mm-hmm. so being able to provide that support mm-hmm. through your music and also through your presence is such a blessing for so many. So thank you so much for doing that, yes. Karen. Thank you. Well, I have Karen here because I wanted her to share some of her favorite Christmas songs and also tell us exactly why it is that she likes these particular songs. And my hope is that she's going to prep our hearts. So before we get started with our song selections, Karen, can you tell us how much music played in your mm-hmm. upbringing yes. because you are you're a phenomenal violinist but you just didn't start i thank you for the first story about school mm-hmm. but what other part of um, music was important in your family growing up well there couldn't be anything more important to me as i grew up and i'll, I'll go back to my mother 
my mother was born in Austria and that you'll understand the connection to one of the songs when we share it. My mother was born in Austria and she she lived through World War II as a child. She grew up loving to sing and she actually attended the Mozarteum School of Music in Salzburg, Austria. She was studying opera and she was in the middle of her season there at the school uh, when the Korean War broke out. And uh, while the rest of the family had emigrated to the United States, her parents and her sister and her new brother-in-law, my Uncle Joe, uh, there were, um, you know, some fears for her being alone there back in Europe. And uh, my grandmother uh, called her to come and be with them in the United States. So one of the ways she got her convinced to leave school and come was she promised her she would find her a vocal teacher in New York. And sure enough, she came to New York and she began voice lessons here and she joined the Metropolitan Opera in New York. And she was part of the traveling touring team that traveled and introduced opera to the general communities around the country. You know, if you didn't have to be in New York to experience a New York uh, Metropolitan Opera, you could see the traveling team. And she was part of that team. And she said it was the most wonderful experience to, to bring music and then all these new experiences at 20 years old. Wow. So she, she sang with the Met for a number of years and then eventually went on to meet my father and continue to be a soloist at church and to, to sing in various chorales. And so in my home growing up, there was always music played, always. Just different kinds, um, mostly symphonic and, and opera and the music that she adored. But over time, you know, it expanded to anything from Calypso to the Christmas music, you know. Uh, they met on a cruise, so they okay. love Calypso <laughs> music. <laughs> a little, uh, yes. So when uh, it was time, you know, to introduce instrumental music and, and that my mother was very encouraging and offered me private lessons and the rest is history. It's history. I After I that. came home and informed her that I was going to play the, the violin, violin and not the flute. <laughs> How did she feel about that? She was thrilled. <laughs> she was very happy. That's great. Did you? Did your mom play an instrument? She played piano. Oh, she played piano. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we had a piano in the to... house, and I learned violin and a little bit of piano. My sister learned piano, and we would play together at times. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. Now, my dad, he can't carry a tune, <laughs> but we loved him anyway. Let's go ahead and take the first song selection. You said, Mary, did you know? Yes is your first song selection. And before we hear that, uh, what does that song mean to you? I learned of this song back in the early 90s. I had uh, gotten a CD of Michael English and it was on that. Uh, it was a beautiful song. It's, it's obviously a newer song when it comes to Christmas carols or Christmas songs, you know, in the you know past uh, couple of decades. And uh, what touched me about the song was it, it brought to light the connection between Christmas and Easter. Because we sing about Christmas and the baby in the manger, but Mary, did you know, speaks to the whole story of Christ. 
it's a beautiful song. It's in a minor key, so it's got that beautiful haunting melody. First time I heard it, I just loved it, and I listened to it several times over and over. And, of course, through the years, it's become a favorite of many people. And we've done it a number of times on Christmas Eve. I think it's that connection to the Easter story. And it's also the way in which Mary is the subject. Mary, the mother, is is realizing her humanity in the story. Did you know that your baby child has come to make you new? That's a beautiful, beautiful uh, lyric. I couldn't agree more. The connection between the birth and the sacrifice. And the sacrifice. That, that's such a beautiful... You've just brought everything into focus for me. <laughs> I think it's... I, I mean, the first time I heard that song, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And I love it even more today. But just that connection, especially the lyrics mm-hmm. between the birth and the sacrifice. And like you said, you know, the humanity right. of Mary. Mark Lowry actually wrote the he lyrics. Wrote that. Yes. And um, I think the tune is by Buddy Green. Buddy Green. Yes. And so put together and then uh, recorded by Michael, um, which he's got a very kind of haunting voice mm-hmm. as well. And, and I think it was. It was that melody and that just that whole storyline that from beginning to end, from the manger to the cross, that and, and that personalization. Yes, you know, if I could agree. be Mary, you know, thinking about uh, the celebration of Christmas and the birth of Christ and what it means to me, what it means to my soul. That's great. And my eternity. Folks, with that, let's go ahead and listen to Mary, Did You Know?
Welcome back. If you are listening to The Candid Life, my name is Lydia Gago and I'm here with my great friend, Karen Krause. We just listened to one of her favorites, Mary Did You Know. Just moving on, Karen, what are some of the Christmas traditions? You are obviously coming from quite a bit of a heritage there. So what are some of the traditions that you celebrate during this time? We had a tradition as I was growing up, and uh, being that my mother was from Austria. In Austria, they do a little different tradition. They actually celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve with gifts, and then they go to midnight church service. So um, for many years, we did that as well. We would celebrate Christmas gifts instead of in the morning, we would celebrate it in the evening Christmas Eve, and then go to church. Okay, so, uh, so would you? Where's your husband from? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's from Michigan. <laughs> he's from Michigan. He's, he's okay. a pretty all-American guy. All-American guy. Mm-hmm. And so you try to incorporate some of your traditions. We had say? very similar upbringings. Uh, he did not have a celebration on Christmas Eve. We um, we did that a few times, and then. Uh, we switched to the Christmas morning celebration, but um, it's always involved going to church at night, okay. uh, oftentimes at the late service, you know, just enjoying that. One thing that Rick really, I believe, is um, touched by is when Christmas Eve has a light dusting of snow, mm. and we can enjoy that um, that beautiful cleansing of the white snow. Um, that's always been something special to him, so... We always pray for a little bit of snow. We don't like green Christmases <laughs> like here green in Michigan. Christmas. Well, I don't know. I'm from Africa. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Ghana. And it's hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I know I've been here for over, oh my goodness, almost 15 years now. I've been here in Don't the love stage. the snow yet? I still have a hard time with the snow. I still do. I don't we know are, what it we is. are snow lovers. I still do. <laughs> and so I respect you snow lovers mm-hmm. and the snow angels that my daughters would make, you know, out in the yard, I mm-hmm. like to see them from the window. And <laughs> Well, when it's cold out, it's a good time to bake. It is. Uh, I still have a number of recipes from going back to my grandmother and my great-grandmother from, from Germany and Austria. And mm-hmm. so we do, we do baking. Uh, we're going to look forward to doing that next week with my granddaughter. Fantastic. Although we have to... St- be careful she doesn't eat the dough because she thinks the cookie dough is good to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. So really just the whole Christmas season just really pulls everybody together, right? Mm-hmm. Just pulls the traditions together, those moments that mm-hmm. I think over the year just get forgotten, I suppose. But the Christmas season just seems to... It's a grounding. grounding. It's a bringing you back mm-hmm. to that same thing each year as a family, Uh, This weekend, we'll be putting our tree up and our kids will be coming over Sunday and decorating it together. We'll put on that same music that we've listened to all through the years and it'll be a touch point back to all those times together we remember. And those times are important and our kids pick up on that and they, they want to continue that because it's a comfort, it's a joy. I love that. That's a great segue to our next selection. Uh, which is joy to the world. So folks, you are listening to Karen Krauss on her violin. Enjoy the next election. Joy to the world. We'll be back.
if you are listening to this podcast, this is the Candid Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lydia Gaga. Today, we have Karen Krauss, a violinist, just sharing some of her favorite Christmas songs. Joy to the World is an amazing Christmas carol, but I know for you, it has a very personal story attached to it. Would you like to share that with us? It does. This is a more recent, uh, I guess, realization. We had rehearsal for a Christmas program that we're doing at church. And, you know, the last couple years have been a very big struggle for most people, having gone through the pandemic, been isolated, been unable to do the normal things that we've been able to do. And joy has been a bit absent for a while. And as we rehearsed the song, and it had such a joyful melody, and I realized joy is back. Joy is back. Or did joy never leave? It's difficult to understand because joy and happiness are different. And happiness tends to be more related to our circumstances, where joy can be a deeper, deeper feeling. I believe that joy comes from the knowledge that we're in the care of God and that no matter what our circumstances are, we can have a deep joy. It doesn't mean that our circumstances are always perfect. But when we played that song the other day, I just had a fresh realization of what joy really is. I like what you're saying there in terms of, you know, we've gone through this. We're still going through, really, aren't we? Just going through this whole pandemic situation. And I know for a fact that people lost their joy. Yes. You know, they lost their joy because they were feeling very overwhelmed by the circumstances, by the losses. As careful as we were, my husband and I both got COVID Mm -hmm. uh, earlier last, uh, in January of last year, actually this year. And, uh, you know, as we were going through the time, you know, there was a, there's a calm in my heart. I knew that God was in control and we ended up having very mild cases, but at the same time, I was aware of friends that had passed away from it. And so it was a moment of uh, just releasing that fear and saying, Lord, you know, no matter what happens to us, whether, you know, we are recovered or whether something happens, you know, I know that you have me in your hands yeah that's that's very true and I think I mean I thank God of course that you had a a mild case both of you had a mild case and you both recovered right Mm -hmm. and I think it's it's so important to to be thankful in in that moment but also to recognize which I know you did that there were others who didn't make it they struggled you Mm know because COVID just comes and there's no rhyme or reason there's no to rhyme it. or reason to mm-hmm. it and it affects people very differently and so being sensitive to the fact that there were others who didn't make it mm-hmm. as much as they had COVID it was just a really difficult time where they lost loved ones or they had all these after effects right. that is um, our dear director's father who played away. cello yes. next to me for many years mm. lost his battle he passed away from, right. from COVID and so I think in the midst of all these things, we do need to be sensitive to the fact that the others who are struggling or Still. have been mm-hmm. touched uh, by the 
pandemic. Mm -hmm. But back to what you were saying about joy, recognizing that our joy is not determined by our circumstances. Our joy is determined by something a lot deeper. Yes. You know, and as Christians, for us, it's the Lord who sustained us, sustains us. And knowing that in spite of what we go through in this life, the Bible says in this life, Mm -hmm. we will have tribulation. We will have struggles because we're living in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. But take heart. But take heart. I have overcome. And knowing that we have a God who promises to be with us through it all. Mm -hmm. The Bible also says that rain doesn't just fall on the righteous. It also falls in the unrighteous, mm-hmm. right? As long as we're here, we are going to experience challenges. That's right. That's Once just... you realize that, it's so much easier. It's so much more simple mm-hmm. to look around and, and, and not question, why does this happen? Why does that? We live in this world. It's not perfect. And in the end, uh, we will realize the, the joy being with the Lord. We will be again full and and complete and i look forward to that day i really do so what happens today or tomorrow is only on the way to that day well said <laughs> well said well what's your next selection i i have here silent night yes is the next selection so continuing on the story of celebrating christmas eve in the evening and then going to church a tradition that my mother had as a child in Austria was they did not decorate their tree as a family and, and put the decorations on it. What would happen is the parents would close off a room in the house. And that room was closed off for a couple of weeks before Christmas. And the children were not allowed in the room because it was the, the Christkind, the Christ child that would prepare the room. And they would wait until Christmas Eve, and then the room would be open, and there would be the Christmas tree with lit candles on it (laughs) and decorations and their gifts. They would, before any gifts were open, before anything was done, they would gather around the tree and they would sing Stille Nacht, which is Silent Night. And the story of Silent Night goes back to a town in Austria, Oberndorf, where the priest of the church had a broken organ. And there was a, the melody was written, the lyrics were written, and this song was put together and played on guitar at midnight mass on that Christmas Eve in 1818. So that was the first time the song was, was played. It was, there was no organ, there was no it was just on a guitar with voices. And so it's a very precious song. It's close to Salzburg, where my mom went to, went to school. And so that tradition in Austria to sing Silent Night around the tree on Christmas Eve and just celebrate and understand the children's understanding was not that Santa had come down the chimney, but that the Christ child had visited their home while they were locked out of that room and had um, brought the gifts and the um, decorated the tree. So that was their tradition. So Silent Night for my family has both uh, that historical context, but also, you know, musically, it's a beautiful song and it's so well known around the world. 
And I actually have an ornament on my tree that is uh, the chapel, uh, a re you know replica of that chapel. And and there's also a replica in Frankenmuth, Michigan. You can visit the Silent Night Chapel. So. Yes, I've actually mm -hmm. been to the Silent Night mm -hmm. Chapel at uh, Frankenmuth. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm wondering, do you know one verse of Silent Night in your mom's language? Well, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> I could sing it if I had the words. Yes. If you had the words. <laughs> but that's a great start. Folks, let's listening to Silent Night on the violin with Karen Krauss. We'll be back. Enjoy it.
Welcome back to the Candid Life podcast, where we turn our broken hallelujahs into melody lines of impact. Today, we are privileged to have my good friend and sister, Karen Krauss, with us sharing her favorite Christmas songs, just to get us ready for this season. Now, before we close out um, the Candid Life, I need to ask you, Karen, because this is the one question I promised my listeners I will ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What does it mean for you to live the candid life? Oh, this is such a good question. Uh, There's a scripture that is precious to me. Um, There's a song we sang to our girls when they were little, a lullaby, Psalm 139. I also share it with my granddaughter, and she's two years old, and now she does sing along, which is wonderful. But in Psalm 139, the Lord says, "Uh, Lord, search me, and you you have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. And then later on it says, You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. So this speaks to me because it says that God knows me deep in my heart. I'm not hidden. I'm not hidden from him. I shouldn't be hidden from anyone else. I want everyone that I encounter in my day to know that I'm an authentic person. I, you'll know my deep heart feelings. Um, I'll share. I'll ask you yours. I want to know you. I want to know you so that I can help you understand that you're loved, that you're precious. You're precious in God's sight. You're precious to me. Uh, We had a song that came out a number of years ago, and uh, this was following a time I was kind of seeking, you know, kind of a purpose for my life. Um, My kids were getting older, and I said, you know, Lord, what what do you have for me to do next in this next season? And the song came out, and it said, draw back your bow, aim for the mark, and the center of the mark is to love God and to love people. I don't know any other more authentic way to live than to wake up in the morning, say, Lord, I love you. How can I love others today? And just let him guide me through that. You know, when we focus on on others, we forget about our problems a lot. We are able to bring joy and bring love and, and that overflows. It overflows from God's heart through ours to others. Mm. I think that's what it means to live the candid life. Thank you so much, Karen. That is beautiful. You know, keeping it simple, right? Simple. So simple. Love God. Love people. Very simple. But I do want to know the song that you sing to your granddaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You knit me together. In Can my you sing womb. it for us? You knit me together in my mother's womb. 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, I praise you. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Hmm. Such a promise, right? Mm -hmm. Just knowing that in that secret place, the God was busy putting us together. Yes. And so when we come out into the world, Right, right. <laughs> we are presented. There's we nothing literally... like hearing a little two-year-old say, "Praise you, praise you." <laughs> oh. Right, you're presented mm-hmm. into the world like, mm-hmm. "Hey, here you are." Mm-hmm. That knitting together. I remember the first time when, when, when I, um, when I had my firstborn, Joshua, and just seeing him in the cot beside me. Mm-hmm felt so overwhelmed by the miracle of his presence and when you think oh this knitting was going on Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. in that secret place and then all of a sudden that secret is now revealed Mm -hmm. I love that and amazing 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 I don't know Karen you're deep man (laughs) (laughs) you're deep but that's true it's just such a powerful picture of God taking time to make us perfect and then revealing the beauty putting his love in our heart to share there's nothing like it there's nothing like it yeah that's a good word that's a good love you sister i love you even more now i love you even more folks thank you so much for tuning in to the candid life christmas special thank you karen for getting our hearts ready for christmas and the holiday season and making this time extra special with your music. Family, please connect with me at livethecandidlife at gmail.com. Access the podcast on Afropods, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon. I'm Lydia Gago. Until next time, remember your story matters. So live the candid life 24-7. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Stay safe and have a blessed and prosperous new year. Karen, please take us out with one more selection, The Winter Wonderland. Glad to. God bless you.
inaendeshwa na Afripods.